Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number 13. We're in a new conversation series called So What? This series is all about understanding how we can sow intentional seeds in our everyday life and the results of that is reaping the fullness of God's purpose in our lives. Today, I am joined by a local church pastor, counselor, and host of the So What? podcast, Anna McGuire. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. All right, guys. Well, today I'm excited for you because our series called So What? We are actually joined by the creator of the So What? Podcast, Miss, Mrs., sorry, Anna McGuire. Make sure I get that right. Mrs., she is married, gentlemen. She's taken. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Anna McGuire. Anna is the discipleship pastor at Parkside Church, and her husband, Andrew, also a pastor, is the pastor of leadership and ministry at Parkside Church as well. Anna, will you say hi to the podcast for us? Hey, everyone. So excited to be with you here today. Yeah, Anna, we're so thankful uh, that you said yes to coming out to the show. I literally, guys, just so you know, I, I, Andrew and Anna, I met when I was a student pastor at Traders Point Christian Church, and they were coming by to check out the ministry, and I got a chance to talk with them and give them a tour, and and I actually even tried to hire Andrew. I don't know if he told you about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I that wanted was to like ha- the honor of his life. He was like, oh my gosh, Michael would want me to be part of his team. Yes. I really, really tried to hire Andrew, but God wanted you guys to stay in Indianapolis, and so uh, I got the, the, the next best thing was to get you on the podcast, so... Super honored to be here. Super, super, super honored. Well, Anna started a podcast of her own called So What? Now, before we jump into what that means and our topic today, Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, I know I already already kind of gave it away, but who you are, what you do, and why you do it. So during my high school years, I began to develop this passion for helping people. And so for a while, I thought that meant pursuing a career of politics that would focus on legislation. Like I like to read, I like to write, I like to help people, I like to speak a lot. And so I thought, oh yeah, I'm like called to be a politician. But then I soon realized after several like quiet moments and defining moments with God that that meant all those passions were for serving the local church. So I decided that going into college, I was going to pursue a ministerial degree. And as I was pursuing my ministerial degree in church leadership, I also discovered this love for counseling and psychology. So I quickly added that minor. And as I discovered more and more about it, I was like, man, psychology and counseling really is found in scripture. And I decided that I was going to get my master's in counseling at some point because I wanted to start marrying the two together. Like psychology and counseling was created by God, I believe, for God's children. And for so many people, they are um, exclusive of each other. It's like either you're a Christian or you pursue counseling, like either you pray about it or you go to psychotherapy about it. Like there, it's not a both and. And so I just began as I studied psychology and counseling, I I started seeing, wow, Paul talks a lot about counseling and psychology. And even in Jesus's approach to people who've walked through trauma, like that is found in uh, theories and techniques, um, counseling books. And so 
I decided I want to get my master's in counseling. So uh, in May of 2019, I graduated with my master's degree in school counseling and mental health counseling from Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, IUPUI. And so uh, I'm originally from Wisconsin and I went to college in Missouri. So Indiana was never on my radar to live here. Um, Actually, growing up in Wisconsin, we'd kind of like make fun of Indiana. I don't know why, but here I am. Um, my husband and I moved here five, almost five years ago, um, to serve as youth pastors at a church. And now we're both, as you shared, serving on a pastoral team at a church plant in the north, north suburbs of Indy. And so, um, it's just kind of crazy. So that's where I'm at. And it's so fun because as I am also a new mom and I'm pastoring, I'm counseling, I've been finding myself constantly coming to this conclusion that I want to live in relationship in such a way with people that it makes them want to live in relationship with Jesus and live in relationship with people in such a way that it brings God's kingdom to earth. So that's why I do what I do. I love to invest in people, live in relationship with people, serve people, and really just started from this like desire in high school for like, how do I serve? How do I serve people? How do I help them? Yeah, that's so good. And you have a son Name mm-hmm. Archie. How old is he? He is six months old and he's massive. He we just found out today he's in the 94th percentile for like height and all that jazz. So he's huge. And you, so it's first time parents, right? Yep, first time. The best advice I ever got when we became parents was don't listen to anyone else's advice. You know, somebody shared that with me, a close mentor, a friend of mine, she shared that with me. And that I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then as I actually became a parent, I was like, oh no, I need to live and die by this because oh, yes. so many opinions, so many. <laughs> Everybody, like people we didn't even know, be like, hey, this is how you should raise your kids. And I'm like, right? Um, no. <laughs> like, I can't even tell you the weird messages I would get on Facebook from people I haven't talked to in years asking me about like vaccinations and diets and other things that I'm not going to mention here on the podcast that was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Andrew and Anna, man, I have such a appreciation for what you guys just been, like I said, been following along. And so Anna, you recently started a podcast called So What? Why don't you give us a little background on what inspired you to start this podcast and, and what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so a verse that I've really lived by over the last several years is whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So as both a counselor and a pastor, I've had countless conversations with people where they find themselves in this spot where they're frustrated with the outcome or the circumstances of their lives. They wonder why they reap apathetic results or low self-esteem or unhealthy relationships or their life is lacking passion. And I always come back to this verse. And so my goal and vision for So What is to offer the listener practical and achievable, if I could like camp out there for a minute, achievable like next steps. Like I'm not like this counselor or pastor that's like, Hey, like pursue Jesus. And then don't give the next step. Like this is how we do those things. This is how we take care of ourselves. So I really want it to be a conversation around practical and achievable next steps that lead to a life of purpose of self-care and really like fun. So, right. No, that's good. I remember when I was at Trader's Point, um, he, PD Kinder, who's now the lead pastor at Red Rock Church in Colorado, he talked about 
when we were having this staff meeting about our core values and he said, look, these core values, they're fun to put on a wall, but if you don't have keystone behaviors or Mm -hmm. habits that you are doing to live out these core values, you'll never live them out. Right. And a lot of times, like you said, we will, we'll tell people pursue Jesus, find and follow Jesus, live for Jesus, love Jesus, but we don't give them actual keystone habits, the things that you do in order to exhibit living out for Jesus. Yes, spot on. And and that's where I find myself so frustrated is because, you know, people are like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Okay, let's talk about your sleep habits. Like, Mm. how are you sleeping? Like, you know, God created sleep at the beginning of the world. God could have created Adam and Eve with the inability to sleep that they could go nonstop, but he created it. So let's talk about it. Sleep is spiritual or, you know, even just your family time, like the practical things. This is how we live out full, healthy. And when scripture says like Jesus came to give us life more abundantly, like this is how we live in the life more abundantly. Right. Oh, that's, that's super good. Okay. So, well, we're going to, what we're planning on doing for those that are listening is we're planning on breaking down the kind of the two core tenets of Anna's podcast. So what first part that we're talking about today is so intentionally. And then next week we'll talk about what does it mean to reap abundantly? So as we're talking about sowing intentionally today, I want you to first give us kind of like your definition of what that means. And Mm. then I want you to react to this quote by Bradley Bennett that I thought really encapsulates what you're trying to get after. He said, today is the father of tomorrow and today's challenges are the child of yesterday's decision. Mm, That's so good. So yeah, the mantra or the anthem of my podcast is so intentionally reap abundantly. And when I share this idea of sowing intentionally, I always want to be clear that I'm not saying that every experience or circumstance in your life, you know, they aren't out of your control, that you can control all those things. Now, what I'm saying is that even with circumstances that we're given or places that we find ourselves in, that we have the choice on what kind of choices we're going mm. to make. Yeah. So sowing intentionally means no matter where you find yourself, you have the ability to make choices. And mm. the thing is, is what do you want to reap in your life? What kind of outcomes do you want to experience on a daily basis? What kind of tomorrows do you want? And that should mean that you have to sow, you have to make choices today that you're going to be happy with the results of tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. are you being intentional? So many followers of Jesus, they live so passively. And I, I can be guilty of this too, that we live so passively and we find ourselves in these spots where Um, We're just kind of letting life happen to us instead of being strategic or having some vision for our lives. So sowing intentionally means that you are going to apply the word of God to your life. You're going to dream big. You're going to live by a vision for your everyday life because the choices you make today, I love that quote, it's going to be a part of your tomorrow. Like you can't expect an awesome, abundant, peace-filled, joy-filled tomorrow if you aren't making the choices to have peace and joy today. And so going back to 2 Corinthians 6, 9, where it says, so sparingly, reap sparingly, 
we can't expect to sow passively into our lives and then have these divine or even God honoring results. So you have to do it intentionally. And so I just like beg the question, like, what if we all sowed intentionally? Like, what would our lives look like? And what would the world look like as followers of Jesus if we all did this? Right. What would our tomorrows look like? So that's where really I look at sowing intentionally as being strategic in your habits and your formations and your daily choices and your relationships and your relationship to yourself, your relationship with God, and then being able to expect this wonderful, abundant life falling following from it. Yeah, man, that that's so good. I I don't know about you, Anna, but I can literally pull up with a snap of a finger several seasons of my life where I was very disappointed and in the season, I felt like I didn't achieve what I wanted to. But when Mm -hmm. I look back on those seasons and why I didn't achieve, because I'm a three on the Enneagram. So achievement is here. (laughs) The achievement (laughs) is like core. When I look back on it, I realized it's because I wasn't intentional about what I was sowing in those moments. I was Mm -hmm. lethargic. I was lazy. I was, I was complacent. Right. And, and so, yeah, I got what I so sparingly reap sparingly. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where um, you do have to like, this is not just about being an achiever or like getting like being success or hustle driven. This is more about, I understand that like self-care, but even like my work that I'm going to be strategic. I'm not going to be a sloth. I'm not going to live like the rest of the world around me. I'm going to make intentional choices each and every day that I'm going to be proud of the results that it produces in my life. Yes. Yes. And this, yeah, let me, that's a great clarification. Like I want to clarify for our audience, we're not talking about anything in in near, you know, prosperity gospel or God's going to do this if you do that. This is literally about when Paul says, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. The things that you put in you, the things that you Mm. do, if you do not do with everything you've got for the Lord, then you can't expect for there to be an abundance of joy and peace and peace, like the fruit of the spirits, right? Those are what we are reaping. And if we don't do that well, then we can't be surprised when those things don't show up well. Yeah, spot on, spot on. Okay, so is there any story or scripture, maybe narrative in the Bible that you, that really to you, Anna, kind of shows um, this idea of what it means to sow intentionally? Yeah, so recently I've been studying First and Second Samuel, and... Um, when I think about people who so intentionally in scripture, there's so many people, but a story that's really caught my attention recently is Samuel, the priest that we find throughout David and Saul's story. And what I find so interesting about him, so he's his mom couldn't get pregnant and then she gets pregnant. So she dedicates him to the Lord. So he goes and lives in the temple with Eli. And Eli has two sons, Hophni and Phineas. And the Bible describes them as rascals that are mm. scoundrels. <laughs> and they're significantly older than Samuel. So he's like a priest in training. And these guys are really supposed to show him the way of the Lord, but they are continuously making choices that dishonor God. 
But what's so cool is that here is Samuel, this young boy choosing to be faithful to God and honor him and do the things that nobody else is willing to do or wants to do. And it says that in his time, nobody was hearing from God or seeing visions from God. And here he is, like what we can understand, like a preteen, a teenager, right. where he hears from God and... um he begins to have this life more abundantly and God allows Samuel to be a leader for his generation, for his nation. And he ushered in the, um, the lineage of Jesus, which is amazing. And so when I look at Samuel, there's so many times throughout his story where he could have diverted to what was easy. He could have sat back and watched, you know, Saul, you know, make a mess of Israel, but he called him out on it. And he worshiped God in a time where people were far from God. He listened for the voice of God. He was still enough. And he had the practices in his life where he could hear from God and God honored him and used him in a mighty way. So I look at him, I'm like, man, he sowed intentionally for such a long time. Mm. And then he could live a life that was honorable and was useful for the kingdom. And so- That's one story that I've been really hung up on is like, God, help me to have those like that space in my life for you to work like that. But I've got to make the pre choices, you know, to have that space for my for you to come on in. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I like that idea about in order to get those pre choices that we do, those kind of, as we said, you know, those are the those are the results that will happen if we are making those decisions to be intentionally about what we intake and what we output, um, that's really good. Now, closing the show here, give us two to three things that you think would help the uncommon Christian in, you know, living their faith for Christ and their purposes in uncommon ways, uncommon ways to uh, practices that will help them so intentionally. So there's multiple things that come to my mind, but the first thing that I think is the most important is you need to know where you're at in order to know where you're going and and what next steps you need to take. Like, so as easy or shallow as this may sound, reflection is key as followers Mm. of Jesus. Taking time every day and asking the Holy Spirit to search me and show me is a game changer for me. Right. Holy Spirit, search me. Where am I? Where am I? What in me is not honoring you? And show me which path to take. Show me where you want me to grow. Show me maybe some things in my life that I'm completely blind to. And so I would say that is a huge first step. If you want to know where you want to go, where you need to sow, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to search you and show you to bring reflection so you can know where you're going. And then another thing, I talk about this in one of my episodes of So What, is the importance of setting specific priorities. Like our calendars and our lives are filled with things that honestly won't lead us to uh, sewing intentionally most of the time. Like we find that our lives are just like crazy for the sake of being crazy. And we don't have any r- real reign or purpose on the craziness. So setting specific personal, relational, recreational, and work priorities, I have found is of the utmost importance for sewing intentionally in our everyday lives. Man, that's good. I like that. So if we want to know where we're going, we have to know where we're at. And setting specific um, priorities priorities for where we're where we're going and where we're at. I like that. I like that. Anna, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. 
All right. Yeah, I'm super glad. Actually, I'd like for you to come back next week. That sounds great. I will be here. All right. Well, and I want to thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast, which will help this show reach more people. And that's what it's all about. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.